Today's guest is known as the Queen of Courage. She puts her skills from working at Boeing as a behavioral scientist to work as a retirement coach. You can pre-order a book called Fresh Courage on freshcouragebook.com. Welcome to the show, Sharon. How are you doing? Toby, I am doing pretty good t- today. It's it's fall here, and there's kind of a little bit of rain in the clouds. But um, you know, every day you decide what how the day is by um, you know your attitude. So yes. it, every day is a good day. Awesome, that's so beautiful. I I believe that also. Every day is a good day. You just have to set your attitudes to towards having it as a good day for yourself. Yeah. Yes. Well, so. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Mirror Talk. I really appreciate your time and your presence here right now. Um, it's so fascinating. I'd love to learn more from your personal and life, you know, um, journey so far, like your professional life also. Like how has life been, you know, before you retired and after you retired at the age of 69? Okay, well, before I retired, I had gone the normal route of being a studious student uh, you know, in high school and college, um, I actually did, mo- did most of my college uh, nights and weekends. You know, I, I didn't come from a wealthy family, so I made my own way by, um, you know, going as I could afford it, I guess. And uh, so I supported myself in college days. And I, um, and actually, I, So it took me probably uh, until I was 40 before I got my uh, associate, my uh, um, graduate, well, I I do have a graduate degree, but um, that whole process was a long journey. So I've really kind of become a lifelong learner, and that's a good thing, even especially in retirement, because keeping our minds active is a healthy thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I worked at, um, years ago, there was a company called General Telephone, GTE, and I worked there 19 years and started out in the computer. I remember when we had cards that we put through the computer to tell it what to do, punch cards, and um, went on to be, I think my favorite job was scheduling computer time uh, on our Model 30, 40, and 50 <laughs> IBM machines. So that goes way back. But um, I, the interesting thing that's tied to um, Queen of Courage is that uh, I was a middle of five children. And middle kids kind of tend to get, you know, looked over, uh, bypassed when you're growing up in family because you just don't want to rock the boat too much. You know, there's older kids and younger kids that get a lot of the attention, but the middle ones are kind of um, kind of lost in the crowd, maybe is the t- way to say that. But my mom was middle of five. My dad was middle of five. So, you know, I guess I was in good company. But feeling invisible um, is is the lacking in support. You know, I made good grades so I didn't rock the boat um, or, or get disciplined or something, but there was also abuse that happened in the home and getting, um, and being invisible was kind of a blessing in that regard. Uh, I wasn't the main victim, but there's still, you know, a, a young girl inside that wants the support um, healthy support of her parents. And um, 
I had to go without that. So um, I, and in my career, I just did the normal expected, you know, advancing. Um, now that the, what makes me unique is that I never have married as yet. I, I still intend to. I do have a wedding dress <laughs> that I'd like to wear someday. Yeah. But uh, retirement for me is very different. There's about 20% of the baby boomers that um, didn't have children, whether they were married or not, because we had the advancement of the pill and abortion and careers that we could get involved in and without kids that are pulling come on let's go here you know let's go here yes. grandma let's you know come to my graduation come to my baseball games or whatever that is not exist in my retirement so i i especially want to i kind of have a heart for people that don't have that social aspect of family and kids um, I think retirement is a little bit more challenging, but I did get, what makes me unique too, is that I did get a master's degree in behavioral science. So when it comes to the retirement coaching process, I'm not focused on all the money aspect of retirement. I want to focus on all the emotional side of retirement that doesn't get much um, airtime, I guess, because um, there's lots of changes and transitions that we go through in retirement that uh, I want to help people with. So yeah. how's that for kind of a long answer? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's awesome, actually. And now I have, you know, follow-up follow questions to that. Like, how did it feel like for you um, to be invisible? Like you, you said in your story that, you know, you grew up like having that feeling of being invisible. How was that like for you, like to be unseen while growing up? Well, what was interesting that turned the tide for me, and, and this is kind of coming in from the back door to answer your question. Um, one of the first webinars I attended after retirement was this guy from um, the UK, Andy Shaw had a webinar called how to have mental strength oh mental strength not mental health but mental strength okay that's unusual and um he said one of the quickest easiest ways to have mental strength is remember something that gives you a warm recall a warm memory that just warms your heart and so when you're going into those situations that oh, I'm not sure I've got enough confidence or enough, you know, backbone or whatever you need. Um, recall that warm memory and it will give you that extra oomph that, that you feel like you're lacking. And his, his uh, example was he'd always wanted to learn to fly a plane. And he showed a picture of a three, four-year-old boy in the back seat of a plane that he was flying. <gasps> that is a warm memory for him. So my warm memory that I had sometimes shared up to that point was in third grade in being a reader for the um, Christmas program. And um, nobody 
told me how to be a good reader, but I had looked around and okay, people in front of others, you know, they have to speak up so we can hear them. We, we have to speak slow enough so we can understand them. And, um, oh, we need to speak loud enough so they can hear us um, yes. and look at your audience once in a while. So um, after the program, I had uh, one or two ladies that come up to me afterwards and said, I was their favorite reader. And that gives me a warm memory. <laughs> And, but a couple of weeks after this webinar, I said, why just have one more memory to, to recall? And so I made a list of, uh, let's see what I could come up with for memories. And the shock of it was half of that list was in front of people. Had I been in the wrong career? Um, was I supposed to be in front of people? Because that's, you know, kind of what makes my heart sing a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I had gone through Toastmasters and become a competent Toastmaster. And one of my warm memories was from that um, experience. So um, I guess I took being invisible as just the way life was. You know, sometimes you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. And um, uh, just fitting in with the crowd and um, doing what was expected was was how it was actually so um i wasn't as aware um it wasn't as huge issue for me um in my career because i just figured i had to make my own way i had to um take care of myself and um that was how i got through life <laughs> wow that's so that's so inspiring that's so great and how are you able to you know grow from that to becoming the queen of courage yourself oh that just happened this year toby wow. um i decided to join this um somebody sent me an invitation to a uh sunday afternoon webinar called pitch like a pro and there's a lady here in um, in America that has done 1,500 infomercials. And if it wasn't for her, there might not have even been infomercials because she kind of, you know, opened the door for and did such a good job. She's just talented at it. And um, so I did this Pitch Like a Pro class and she asked everybody, what are you known for? Well, by that time, I had done a couple um, six-month stints at doing uh, podcasts, mm. you know, like you, stepping yes. out and just trying to put my hand at it. And then I had um, been writing this book last year, A Fresh Courage in Retirement. Mm. And Fresh Courage was one of the names of um, the podcast that I did, this uh, series. Another one was called Maximize Retirement. And it was, again, not about the financial side. It's all about the, how do we adjust in retirement and, and come out smelling like a rose? <laughs> and so I told her, well, I'm known for courage. So I guess I'm the queen of courage. Mm. <laughs> and she's the queen, you know, a pitch. And that, um, from there, I then started doing a series on Instagram called Queen of Courage. And um I've gotten 74 little two-minute videos out, vignettes for <laughs> Queen of Courage. Oh, that's good. I, I love the fact that, you know, you help other people to become courageous in their own journey of life also. That's so, that's wonderful. 
Yeah, in fact, um, I'm having lunch with a, a man that was one of my guests. I, I asked around um, probably six or eight, nine people of who could be a guest to, to, on, my, on my podcast to talk on courage. And I was not getting anywhere until this man was recommended to me. And he's both a doctor, doctorate, has a doctorate, and he's um, a, a reverend and quite a fascinating man. He's now 88 years old. And um, that, um, so I, I met with him a couple months ago and I said, thanks to you, you know, this whole courage thing has taken off. You know, the other thing that has kind of been bubbling up for me a little bit is how courage, um, there's a spiritual aspect to courage that, you know, to have extra um, being able to risk or take a leap of faith or to um, that whole wanting more and um, the hope for something different and new is there's a spiritual aspect of both believing in yourself and believing that you can do it. So I'm still kind of chewing on that a little bit, but um, I'm, I think I'm going to be building on that idea because, um, you know, with this pandemic going on, we're sure needing a lot of courage these days that's so true. it's a good topic yes yes and that's why all of us to talk about your upcoming book titled fresh courage in retirement like you showed us already exactly like so what motivated you can you talk more about the motivation behind the book and who is it written for who is the best reader for this book well fresh courage everybody needs right <laughs> yes yes that's true <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I am a person of um, possibilities. Mm. Um, potential has always been kind of a hot word for me. You know, it pushes my buttons. And I guess since I'm even a, a teenager, I remember, you know, a new idea popped in my head. I thought, oh, I can't do that. You know, I grew up on a farm. So it, was, I, it seemed like I was standing on the back of a flatbed uh, truck. And um, if I took that step, yeah. it would be like, you know, taking one step off the back of the bed, you know, it might be 36 inches down, I might, I might uh, twist my ankle, <laughs> I might mm. hurt something, you know, the next time it came to me, oh, well, it seemed more like a 18 inch drop. Well, that still seems a little scary, but not as scary as the first time. About the time it came to me a third time, oh, yeah, I, I think I could do that now. So it was kind of getting used to the idea. And um, the, I think sometimes all of us have, you know, these little whisperings that come to us and say, you know, you should try this or, or um, uh, reach out to someone and, and it scares us. But the scaring is, is kind of good because I think um, getting out of our comfort zone is actually where we grow. And, um, you know, I didn't know that much about podcasts, but I jumped in and just go with the flow, see what happens. And, um, and that, well, in fact, one of my, I, I make these little blocks and um, like cherish forever what makes you unique. Yeah. I love color and I love 
uh, wisdom, and I love sewing. So they kind of all come together and they're sprinkled throughout my book. So my book is actually an adult picture book because mm -hmm. there's, there's something about how our brain processes um, art yes. and beauty in a different way. It kind of like gets into our spirit maybe. Um, so if that's another and a, and a powerful way to communicate, then I'm up for it. So um, I'm not sure. I forgot what I answered your question. <laughs> yes. I mean, that, that's, that was like the motivation behind the book. And now I'm so happy that you, you know, explained even how the book is being structured. That's so beautiful. So I encourage everyone out there to pre-order the book already on freshcouragebook.com and then, you know, get a copy of it already. Yeah, the, the, thank you, Toby. Uh, fresh Courage in Retirement is really fresh courage for anybody because it comes from the attitude of being curious, curious like a three-year-old. If they want to open that cupboard door, they figure out a way or open the bathroom door, they, they're going to keep trying. Well, we should all keep being curious because I think it keeps us young. But um, the examples in the book are, are mainly um, steered towards boomers because boomers have so much free time in retirement. And, you know, there's um, a myth going around that, um, like I've heard a couple of people say that once you retire, you're dead in three years. <gasps> that hurts me when it comes to potential. That's, that's lost potential. You know, people who live from their heart and, um, are more social and more mentally mental strength they, they're the ones that live to 90 and 100 and so my my book the principles apply to anybody but the examples i give lots of examples of um websites and books and um uh movies that can help you you know get your mind thinking in a new direction but i'm uh, there probably in the future will be a book that's more aimed at the general public rather than than just the retirees. But right now, it's it's the potential of boomers that just really I want to change and inspire and motivate them to be giving because um, they'll live longer and their health care costs are lower mm. and more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So from your experience so far can you share some tips with us like how have you been able to create a life of purpose a life of meaning a life of fulfillment even after retirement well the people often lose their identity you know when they don't have their business card to tell you know the world who they are mm -hmm. If they don't have a job that defines what their what their job is to do, a task, you know, this is how I contribute to the world, they can feel lost and uh, confused and frustrated. Uh, one lady told me that it just so irked her because her daughter was talking about her, walking right beside each other, and she was acting like her mom was invisible because she didn't have a job. Hmm. Well, to some degree that kind of applies, but one of the guests I had on my podcast 
said an easy way to transition is do what you do for charity. Mm. So if you're an airline pilot who often, a lot of them are afraid to retire, um, find somebody who needs something delivered, people or things. Do, Do the same, that transition from what you've been paid to do, now do the same thing for charity if that's what you enjoy doing. Now, maybe your job wasn't something you enjoyed doing, um, but have you forgotten who you are? You're still that educated person. You're still that person with all those connections. Um, You're still that one that was talented. You know, maybe you were a a, um, great debater in high school. Maybe you played a mean trombone. You're still that person. You know, this line came from the Lion King. And I thought, yeah, in retirement, I think sometimes we forget that the the fact that we don't have a job doesn't make me any different. It's just mean I need to find a new place for my uniqueness to fit into the world around me. Mm -hmm. And um, we could be doing a, a better job of helping people make that transition and understand there's a new purpose for them and they need a repurpose perhaps. And um, that's what I'm here to help people do. One of the things, for example, is, um, you know, when we're working for a paycheck, um, we might not like our job and it doesn't give us energy. (laughs) And now we have the freedom because we're the boss now to find what makes our heart sing and work from our heart instead of from our paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's true. Yes. So for someone out there who is asking this question, like, okay, retirement is in some years time, for example, but we don't really know how to prepare for the retirement. So can you advise us on the best way to prepare ourselves for retirement? Well, the the experts out there kind of recommend, Toby, that you think about it um, three to five years or maybe two to five years before you retire. Um, Start cooking in your, you know, your brain because asking yourself questions is pretty powerful. What could I do in retirement um, that would matter to me? Um, I think an easy transition besides doing what I did for charity now is to how can a hobby that usually is something I choose chose to do and work on throughout life, mm-hmm. you know, in your, in your garage or in your garden or what, how could you transition that into something more meaningful when you've got 24-7 time freedom? Um, there might be things that you want to start saying, well, that would be a time when I retire that I finally learn to speak German, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that wasn't one of my yearnings, but I do have a, a nephew living in Germany, so maybe that will motivate me a little bit. Um, maybe you wanted to learn to play an instrument. Or my editor in my book, she's a, a member of a choral group here in town. So there's things that could, you know, maybe, maybe now, you know, doing that choral work is just a small piece of your schedule. And in retirement, it could become a bigger piece. Um, my dad, I think he was a carpenter. 
And he, in retirement, um, was challenged himself to put together a uh, um, grandfather clock. You know, one of those tall, then he, you know, and he, he yes. didn't make one. And I think he had hoped to make a couple more for, you know, maybe each of us kids. But the, um, start asking yourself now, what could add meaning and a pleasure to my retirement years um, and start planning towards that? Maybe you need to start meeting people to mentor you towards that now. Yes. So we have to start as early as possible with getting the right coaching like you, your retirement coach or right mentorship for that or just preparing yourself mentally to do something that makes you happy and fulfilled even after retiring. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Here's another. Um, this is a daily do something that gives you happiness, health and wealth. Mm. And that applies to anybody in life, you know, happiness, health and wealth. And I I somehow we seem to forgot mm. that life is supposed to be about happiness and joy. And um, that's one of the big things I, I work with clients on is where did you leave your joy? Mm. You know, if you enjoy being at the beach, did you leave that joy out there at the beach? Mm. You know, or how can you make it more um, something that you enjoy on a regular basis, not on a 10 year anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. When you're talking about finding our joy or and where do you live your joy, there's also something that's very challenging for a lot of people or for you know for us generally, and that is finding our essence, like knowing the reason why we are here. So how are you able to find your own essence and how can we find our essence? Wow. Well, that's I'm hearing the word essence being used a lot mm -hmm. these days, and I love to talk about essence because the first thing I learned in coaching school was to write my own essence statement. And the whole class did this. And it, um, it, well, we had to come to class with some activities filled out. What do I uh, enjoy doing? What's my principles? What's my values? What's, um, uh, what's my hot buttons and both have good habits and bad habits. And so that was the ingredients that went into our essence. And then um, the result was to uh, create a metaphor or an antidote that um, encompasses the, um, the essence, the um, in ingredients, I guess, put them all together in a, in a mixing bowl and come up with something that this is. And so my results was, I am a precious jewel of wisdom. Hmm. I am colorful collaborator, motivator, and learner. I'm tranquil, authentic, and pure inspirer. I light fires. And after we, the day of creating our essence statement, we had to stand up in front of the class and each one of us read our essence statement. <gasps> we had never expressed our soul or our spirit in that way. It was, it moved a lot of us to tears. It did me. It's like, you're seeing the inside of me. 
And um, so that's the thing I most like to do with my clients is to teach them their essence statement. And um, let me mention that this, um, the thing that puts this together, the jewel, I had been in a uh, art fair in Dallas, Texas, and had visited a booth that had, um, a, it was by a geometry teacher turned jeweler. And his, his designs were so unique. I, I was just blown away with his style of um, being a jeweler. And I put his rings on my hand and <gasps> something in my gut moved. I took them off and I, what just happened? So I put them back on again and they, my gut moved again. And that's the powerful moment that uh, caused me to use I'm a precious jewel of wisdom as my first statement of who Sharon is. Mm -hmm. And um, I could say now, I guess I'm a precious jewel of courage. <laughs> yes, yes, you are you're a precious jewel of courage. Yes, yes. So the power of that then, um, Toby, was I you know, I still was, you know, it took me three, four months, you know, I was kind of bouncing off the wall, like, I don't, how do I know if my days are productive? Um, there's nobody telling me what needs to get done. And um, I hate wasting time. Mm. And um, I, I made a wall hanging that I put up here on my wall. Um, and I'd come back to that wall hanging with my and read my essence statement. Sometimes two and three times a day, and I started realizing how when I lived from that soul, spirit, inner spark, every day feels productive. Amazing. It's like I was living from my core. So the challenge, once you know your essence, is to uh, align your choices and decisions with something that is, um, you know, makes the whole road trip easier because you're you're going in the same direction you get frustrated when your values and the things you like about life are not correlated with your essence yes yeah and now we've, we found our essence thank you so much for sharing that we found our essence and we are trying to you know walk to become a better person how can we become the boss of our lives how can we become you know that queen of courage how can we become the boss of our lives how can we be in control of our life? Exactly. Yes. Okay. Um, well, in retirement, since you don't have anybody, unless it's a spouse or something, or your kids telling you what you have to get done, mm. um, the choices become yours to make. One of the fallacies, I think, with retirement is that nobody tells you you're the boss now. Mm. You decide what's, what's the activities on your calendar you know, how often do you uh, go see your doctor? How often do you get your ears checked? Um, how, uh, how often do you show up at a book club or church or um, your golfing buddies? You have to make that decision consciously to fill your calendar with social activity. Social health is important in retirement. But um, the, the main well, I, I think the subtitle to my 
Fresh Courage podcast was It's Your Time to Shine, which they both kind of mean the same thing that you are making the choices. Um, And I don't like the word, you know, you're the boss now so much because it sounds like controlling things and I don't (laughs) need to control things. But to rise up and say, it's my time to shine. I get to live from my heart instead of from that paycheck now. Um, that's a, that's a whole different change of mind about what, where's your happiness and joy and let's live from there. Yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much. Yes. And you know, um, there's a challenge with a lot of people, especially in retirement also, like the challenge of, you know, feeling, um, lonely and feeling isolated. Like how can we overcome this challenge of, um, isolation and how can we gain mental strength, as you talked about earlier already? Well, this whole isolation the last couple of years hasn't impacted me as much because I'm an introvert. I, I like my own company. Mm. <laughs> and yet, um, there's not that many days that uh, I don't have Zoom calls. So I don't feel like I'm, you know, alone or isolated. Actually, uh, I remember, Toby, when I was in um, my early 20s, and, and I was um, crocheting a Afghan, my, my aunt had started me uh, going on creating a ripple Afghan. And um, it was a Friday night. And I was like, Sharon, you're supposed to be out there socializing, you're a young single lady. And uh, why aren't you socializing? Because I like what I'm doing here. <laughs> I'm not lonely. I chose to be here. Mm. <laughs> and um, that has ever since that has that whole loneliness question has not been on my ro- radar. Um, I choose to be here doing this. And because, you know, I'm this introvert and maybe being invisible was still a strong vein in my uh, mindset, too, that um waking up to what what others expect of us and what we expect of ourselves can be totally two different things Mm. and um recognize that going with the flow of you know what culture expects of us um doesn't have to rule our days and our schedules in fact i think now that a lot of the traditions that we grew up with um as a boomer um, we have to unlearn. <laughs> mm. So, um, you know, people who like to garden, that's pretty much a, you know, an isolation type of thing. Reading is an isolation type of thing, but man, they can, they can fill our spirit with um, powerful, good vibes that um, help us get through our days and weeks. Yes, that's true. Yes. You know, earlier we were talking about um, wisdom, like your book is filled with a lot of wisdom and, you know, inspiration. But then, you know, we have something called this inner wisdom deep down inside of us. How can we find our inner wisdom and how can we live from our inner wisdom? Whoa, huge question. <laughs> um, the, the first book, I've got it over there on the table, but um, uh, I'm... I'm I'm starting to read it again because the first um, 
elective book for my coaching school was I chose was the joy diet Mm -hmm. and it's written by Martha Beck and she has 10 items on her menu and she deals with each of them in a kind of a different way a little bit like I'm doing you know maybe with you here a little bit looking at things a little differently but the very first thing on her menu was to take a week and uh, spend 15 minutes a day doing nothing. Okay, that's kind of hard to do, but I decided I'm going to sit here and be quiet and try to, you know, just quiet my mind and basically listen. (laughs) And it didn't take long before I realized there's a voice of wisdom inside of me. Oh, yeah, Hmm, I hear that. And unless you're quiet and listening for it, you don't hear it. And um, this week, I was thinking about all the people that have, you know, earbuds in and headphones on. And do they allow silence to talk to them? So that's how I started meditating. Even people <clears throat> who are in church a lot and pray a lot. Do you ever listen while you're praying? Because hmm. how can you get new things in <clears throat> if you're the one doing all the talking? Yeah. Yes, that's true. So we have to take that time to really listen, like have that moment of silence and, you know, be expectant of you know, something to speak to us, like silence to speak to us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, walking on the beach is a great place to listen or hiking. Um, Hiking can be a group thing or individual, but um, in fact, let me tell you that the, I got this titled fresh courage from a Hallmark movie. And the line went, when people come home from vacation, they often come home with fresh courage. Yeah, Hmm. I've had that happen. So, uh, you know, as while they're out on that beach or after they've done the climb and they're sitting and and just enjoying the accomplishment they've had out in nature, uh, nature often talks to us even that they go home with fresh courage. They're their backbone is a little stronger and they the resolve to um, contribute more or fix a problem is there. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's so beautiful. Yeah, that's great. See, I, am really, I really appreciate everything I've been able to learn from you in this episode. I'm so grateful. Like I've been able to learn and also, also start thinking about my retirement and how I want it to look like already. But for people out there who want to get your book, and we will still love to, you know, connect with you, ask you more questions, and maybe work with you. What's the best way to do that? Well, the best place uh, now, I have two websites, but the, the one I like the most is effortlessvitality.now, you know, W.S-I-T-E, site. Mm. So um, the uh, effortless vitality is what's, what is flowing from your heart. And usually our heart is what gives us that extra oomph to try harder, try longer, try, um, keep with the the being courageous. Um, The 
but I also have uh, on my Facebook page, a, a Facebook page called Fresh Courage in Retirement that is um, a group that I'm starting to chat with and have discussions around my book. And then I'm going to also be starting a, a Fresh Courage in Retirement group where I will be group coaching them. Um, and the thing that I've just made up, <clears throat> well, it's not quite finished yet, is um, a, a checklist of how does boredom and feeling invisible and lost show up in retirement? Because Toby, the younger generation, the, the kids, the, the kids of the boomers, might see that the boomers are stuck and they're not noticing it yet. Mm -hmm. We're too close to the situation. So if you were to ask your parents, um, how's retirement going for you? And you listen, <laughs> you might hear frustration, disappointment, um, confusion, and this diagnostic um, checklist will help people see themselves like a mirror that, oh, yeah, I guess I have been doing that. I guess I might need some help. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Well, thank you so much, Sharon, for everything you've learned from me today. I learned, most importantly, also now the importance of listening. I learned about, you know, making plans and listening to your inner wisdom and living from it. Like, that's so awesome. That's tangible lessons to take for the rest of my life. Thank you so much. Well, and the, the, you know, there's some, something about connecting dots, you know, where the color and the wisdom and the sewing come together. There might be things in people's lives that, uh, oh yeah, I do like travel and I do like doing volunteering mm -hmm. and I do like uh, working with animals. One of my first guests that just jazzed me was a uh, lady who did, uh, community service around the world for a year and one of the things she wound up doing um, she did 12 different projects and she wound up feeding baby lions um, riding elephants and helping at a baboon sanctuary mm, and how wow. all those three things came together in such a perfect uh, experience for her was was um, a dynamic story of you'll have to, that's in chapter one of my book <laughs> so we have to get the book on time like everyone should pre-order it already and get a copy of it and you know read up the stories yes i'm looking forward to to getting a copy of the book also and you know getting much more <clears throat> yeah that's available on amazon now as a pre-order <clears throat> i do expect to have the book in my hand on friday <clears throat> just a couple more days um the the pandemic has slowed things down so mm. i expected it to be here like three four months ago <clears throat> but hey i'm i'm a patient person <laughs> yeah, that's good <clears throat> so um there is a fresh courage book dot now dot site if you would like to have a book uh, autographed uh, i believe there's a form there or a button to, to click on if you want to autograph um, version of the paper copy. Yes, beautiful. 
So all of this information will be in the show notes of this episode. So I encourage everyone to click on the links or copy the links and get a copy of the book, pre-order the book and yeah, become much better and much more prepared for retirement or live a much better retirement life. Thank you so much, Sharon. And I'd, <clears throat> I'd love to be an international speaker. So somebody invite me to Germany to come speak to some uh, boomers there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let's make that up one. <laughs> Let's make that up one. Yes, awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Toby. This has been a delightful time. Awesome. Great.